0: She's your sister. Trust her. This week on the podcast, R.L. Stein's Twisted.
1: Welcome to Team Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA Pulp Fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay K. Tai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And we get into it, R.L. Stein's Twisted. Um, I don't know why sometimes and so often I really fuck up <laughs> introducing the podcast. Why does that happen so often?
0: I don't know. Maybe it's like it jumps on you quick. I guess
1: it's a sudden. The s- sudden eye contact with you as I'm talking.
0: Yeah, you always you do <laughs> stare. Bring tenderize. in the like laser focus right when you say it, <laughs> and it's always I'm one of your hosts, I'm Lindsay one of your K. Times. Um, yeah, I don't know what that's about. I don't know either. Mm. But you know what? Maybe by the end of this episode, we'll figure it out. Yeah. There's some self discovery.
1: Yeah. Before we get started with the episode, we just wanted to let you guys know that we have updated our reading schedule on our website, teencreepspod.com. So if you are following along with us as we read, which you don't have to, but if you do, go check that out because now that we will be doing a Goosebumps Wednesday, the last Wednesday of every month, we had to add those in, move some things around. So if you have bought the books, we are still doing the same books, but not on the same schedule.
0: Yeah. And you can find, which I learned, uh, the the next book that we're doing, which is Goosebumps, uh, The Abominable Snowman of Pasadena. You can buy that on Condal. And I Hashtag paid 3 dollars three ninety nine for that, baby. And I was like, I cannot believe I just bought a Goosebumps book on Condal. Wow. $3.99. Mm-hmm. That's crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool.
0: Mm-hmm. They're cheaper
1: because they're so small. Gotcha. Cause normally those books are like $9.99. Good heaven, that's too much. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I bought mine for 50 cents at Earth Books in Burbank. Well, la-di-da. <laughs> 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 so um, yeah, if you are following along, check that out. It has been updated. And if you hadn't been, now you know it exists. Yay. Hurrah. Huzzah what, and hurrah. What, okay, I was like, what it did you got say?
0: It Don't worry <laughs> about it. Uh, enjoy the episode. <laughs> Can I tell you right now? Yeah, That on page
1: three, I called it. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I didn't, but oh, I'm not really? surprised. It took me a little bit longer.
0: Like, the second that, like, I think, you know what it was? It was the line when she says uh, that she prefers talking to reflections of people. Mm. I was like, oh, she's fake.
1: Yeah. Good call. She's not real. So, uh, quick... Quick story of this is a girl named Abby is uh, pledging to a very desirable sorority, but they take them on a weekend, and their bonding activity is to commit a crime. But then two people die. And what happens then?
0: Dun-dun-dun! Um, do you want to go ahead and read the back of the book? Mm Mm-hmm. Anything for a sister. Abby would do anything to be in the school's most exclusive sorority. And now she's got the chance, because the sorority sisters have asked her to join them. All Abby has to do is get through the initiation. That might be a problem, because this year, the initiation is going to be murder.
1: (laughs) A good one. So I have a slightly (laughs) different... I have, like, I think an earlier version, I'm guessing, because our covers look different. And this just seems like a little more old fashioned.
0: Yeah. The the book was originally published in 87. So yours has a definite 80s vibe. Mine has a definite 90s vibe. And they're both cool. I like the both of them. So we will
1: post. They each have their strengths. Um, So the tagline on the cover of my book is, and I do think it's more fun She's beautiful. She's popular. She's crazy. (laughs) <laughs> you know what? That totally sums up the book. Yeah, that totally sums up it's the book. It's very funny. Um, and then the back is also different. Um, Abby is a pledge of trigamma, the best sorority on campus. This year, the trigams go a little wild at pledge time. They take Abby and the other pledges away for a weekend, a weekend of murder. At first, Abby thinks the weird stuff they're doing is just in fun until she finds out how twisted her sisters can be. Abby always used to say she'd die if she didn't get into trigam. Now she knows she was out of her mind to think that way. She's not going to die; she's just going to go
0: crazy. Wow, that really it's very gives it up it a, front. About yeah, what it's it very upfront. So, like,
1: to not call it from this would be almost idiotic. Like, <laughs> I
0: don't know what you're doing. Like, if you're if you can't call it, yeah. Like, if you're not like something's up, and especially because. I think you at least have to be like what's going on with this girl? Cuz she is like she she will snap mm-hmm. at like a, a, a on a dime. Yeah, she is on edge. She's on edge the entire time and she's constantly talking to herself which you and I have both talked about, which is like I do it a lot. I don't think I, I don't think that means anything. I talk to myself a lot. No,
1: have I don't know that we have talked
0: about that though. Oh, I talk to myself constantly. But yeah, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything.
1: <laughs> I talk to myself. I tweeted this the other day. I talk to myself only in grocery stores. That's it. And that in grocery stores, I talk to myself constantly. I talk to myself like I'm
0: someone's aunt. I'm like, oh, bread. I don't need bread. <laughs> I'm
1: like, exactly. jams.
0: What? Stop. Is that crazy? Rosé.
1: <laughs> I do a lot of like, oh, what's this? Look at the price <laughs> and then... You've gotta be. No. I, I don't think so. What what is that about? What? You're like a fancier kombucha. Nobody needs that. <laughs>
0: I have um said out loud in anger, this is a big lots. Who do you think you are? <laughs> because they were charging like $99 for like a shitty like rattan chair or something. And I uh-huh. was like, You're big lots. Don't play. Yeah. Don't play. You ain't fancy. You're not.
1: You, you used to be a pick and save. Than me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So the whole thing is that uh, I mean that's one thing, and there is not true. The trigams always do this initiation every year, where they take you away for a weekend. They tell you that the only way to bond, or the way that they make you bond, it's for it's life. For life. It's for life. It is. We are sisters for life, for not life, the other for way. Life. Not the way that other sororities say that you're sisters for life. We are like for real for life. We take it seriously. We do it for seriously. life. <laughs> um so every year they're like we're going away for the weekend and we will commit a crime together and then they go to commit the crime and when they're holding up this woman in this antique shop woman keels over has a heart attack and dies and then when they get back to the house and they're like oh my god what are we gonna do somebody shoots andrea the like pledge leader the one who's like basically
0: quote making sure that they like do the crime yeah
1: running the weekend. Um, but the whole time she's going like, this wasn't in the plan. This wasn't in the plan. And she's freaking out. She's like, okay, well, I didn't actually have anything to do with this. I wasn't there. So I'm going to go ahead and call the authorities. And they're like, no, what are you doing? And then she gets shot later. It's like a murder mystery. It is very is, much like a murder mystery. Except that everybody thinks it's real. Yeah. So what usually happens is that at a certain point they reveal that it was all fake. And they're like, congrats, you're Trigams. Yeah congrats
0: girls you You would have done a crime but you didn't (laughs) um
1: but what happens with abby because she snapped the year before when her boyfriend broke up with her for her best friend she was institutionalized because she developed another personality named gabriella who in her mind she thinks is her sister Mm -hmm. so she's gotten it under control but then when all of this happens like All of a sudden, she's with her former best friend Layla again because she's pledging the sorority. Mm -hmm. And so all of this happening makes her snap again. So even though everything that was going on was fake, all of a sudden, Abby slash Gabriella
0: is out for blood. Yeah, (laughs) which is cool. Yeah, I mean, I would say that of the books that we've read, this is the most um, like crazy equals dangerous book, right? Like it reminds me of that movie Split. Where it's like, oh, well, I mean, she's mentally ill, so she's going to kill everyone. But she doesn't kill everyone. Does she? Did she? She doesn't end up shooting anyone. She thought she killed Andrea, but she didn't. Yeah. She thought. She totally snapped. Yeah. She
1: She just says "Mm I killed Mrs. Driftwood, but (laughs) she's she's just like,
0: she snapped. Yeah. I really liked this book. I liked it too. Yeah. I actually liked it. Like, I was like, ooh. What's going to happen next? And, like, the whole time I was like, oh, damn, what? Like, I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, she did not. Like, the whole time I was, like, freaking out. I was, oh, loved it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool how this fake weekend made her,
1: like, lose her mind. Mm -hmm. It went full psycho.
0: I did also like that because we're, so we're in, we kind of bounce around in um, perspectives a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. we're kind of in her head sometimes. We're sometimes in Nina's head, who's her best friend from when the, they were 10, but yeah. not anymore. They're they estranged. They drifted apart, yeah. And then, uh, and then sometimes we're in Layla's, Layla's mind. Pardon me. <laughs> Ooh, My voice is a little gravelly today. I'm very
1: tired, and it is expressing itself in a gravelly voice. Mm. My apology.
0: In a huskiness. Mm. Um, uh, and then we have Layla. Which we sometimes go into her perspective. And she is also another ex-best friend, but more recently, of Abby, um, who is the one that Gordon, the ex-boyfriend, left Abby for. Yes. Um, and so... Are we only Do we only go into Layla's head when all of a sudden she's like,
1: holy shit, Abby is truly yeah. fucked up. I feel terrible now.
0: Yeah, because the, the only times that we interact with Layla... Before that are through Nina's lens and Abby's. And through
1: Abby's lens, Layla is a fucking bitch. Yeah. She's a, like, boyfriend-stealing bitch.
0: But she, but also, she also is a bitch to has, Nina.
1: Well, that's what I was going to say. And then to Nina, Layla is, like, crazy roommate. Dude, she is,
0: like, when she— Okay. She really wh- flips her shit. She does. And they even say, like, well, you know, she's an only child, so she, like— really flips out when she doesn't get her way. And she knows it, too. Yeah, she knows. And I,
1: I do think, I thought this was a good book. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the genre. Mm-hmm. I think it could be a very good book if you added just, like, scenes and character shadings mm-hmm. and everything like that, because it's a cool plot. But I think it's cool because at the end when Layla is like, oh, my God, poor Abby, I didn't realize how bad this was. And then all of a sudden... It's like you find out that the reason she was acting bitchy to Abby is because she was trying to tamp, like stamp, stomp down mm. her own guilty feelings. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Okay, well, I'm just gonna make Abby the enemy in my mind, not consciously." Mm-hmm. And then when she sees she's got like mental problems, mm-hmm. it's like she realizes that and she lets go. And all of a sudden, she's like, "Oh my god, this was my friend. Yeah, I abandoned her. She's..." really sick yeah i can't believe that i had a part in this and all of a sudden she's like very humanized
0: yeah i did like that and i also liked so we get kind of glimpses of um when abby will like when we get like what's going on in her head in italics and sometimes it'll be stuff like it's broken it's broken right and More and more towards the end. Yeah, and it broken, keeps broken, going broken. more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And then we realize she doesn't even know she's thinking that because she says it out loud at one point. And Gordon's yeah. like, what did you say? And she's like, I don't know. What did I say? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, damn, what?
1: This is high drama. Yeah. And so then that means so there's a part in the book where so once we know like what went down with Gordon, Layla, and Abby— There is a scene where Gordon sneaks into Abby's window and is like, look, I just wanted to apologize. And then Abby and he,
0: like, make out. Do we know if that happened? I don't think that happened. I don't think it happened. I don't think it happened. I don't think so. Poor Abby. Poor Abby, because, God, because then when he comes in the window again and she's like, Gordon, but it turns out he was just there to see Layla. And her embarrassment is so, like, relatable. And you're just like, oh, God. She's mortified,
1: and I think it's because like, and I think he's genuinely like, huh? Yeah, he's no, he has no he idea what is room. going on. Yeah, he has no idea. I liked Gordon. Mm-hmm. He was not a shitty boyfriend. No, I
0: mean, he was just he, sleepy. Yeah, he was sleepy. sleepy. He was really sleepy. Um, he like didn't know what to do with his life. He was kind of stressing out about that. Pretty good guy because he gets there and
1: Nina has just dis- because she, Nina saw Gordon like run away from the house. Mm-hmm right after a gunshot Mm -hmm. and it wasn't that he was involved he was just sneaking away because he and Layla had spent the night together yeah but so nina sees that and is convinced that gordon shot andrea Mm -hmm. and like really goes off on him she is like the fuck she's like you
0: killed him or you killed her you killed her you killed her she's like gordon's like what are you what yeah and he's just like listen it's raining out i just came in here because i'm really cold out there if you want to stick me in a room
1: that's cool just give me a bet i'm sleepy do you know i'm sleepy can i have a towel (laughs) that's pretty funny um so yeah gordon's gordon's nice um he's pretty relatable even though we really don't find out much about him It's the dialogue that makes everybody Mm -hmm. relatable. People are pretty much talking like human beings.
0: Yeah, they're talking pretty much. Which does not always happen. No.
1: And I gotta say, like, we've read some pretty
0: bleh Stein books Mm -hmm. so far. And this is worlds better. Yeah. No, this is a lot better. And it was, like, kind of... It was scary. And, like, also, I felt like all the characters were fleshed out. Like, they all because there weren't too many, so there's enough time to focus on each of them. We get like everybody, everybody has weaknesses and everybody has like strengths and um, yeah, they're all pretty two-dimensional mm-hmm. And it's like they like we get all of their worries and they're like, you know, um, uh, what's her name? um so Abby like, doesn't feel like she can connect to a lot of these people that seem really chirpy. She also is like so judgmental. She's very, so judgmental. She She's very superficial. So superficial. And judgmental. Like the the
1: amount of shade thrown at Jesse. Mm-hmm the, like, kind of chubby girl who comes in in a sweatshirt and is just like, are there going to be sandwiches after this? And she's, like, not yeah. stick thin or dressing like everybody else. She's like, sorry I'm late. I was practicing the bassoon. Yeah, the bassoon. <laughs> the bassoon. And and Jesse's, like, very cavalier and kind of, like, has gallows humor mm-hmm. and is constantly cracking jokes. And Abby's like, oh, what? Why does she keep cracking jokes? Ugh, shut up, Jesse.
0: Yeah. And then, like, she even, like, but then there's a point where – um. So they're like they have this little meeting in the living room of the house they go to in the town where they go to commit their crime. Mm-hmm. And um uh, so Andrea's like, everyone gather around. I'm going to tell you like who's gonna hold the gun and like how we're gonna do this crime and blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And uh, Andrea's like, I wanna talk about uh, what did she say? Sandwiches or something? Wait, she's like, I wanna talk about oh, what was it? Oh, that's what it is. Okay, so Jesse's like. This soap is, like, not cutting it for me. It is hurting my skin. Can we just get some new soap? And Andrea's like, Jesse, we're not talking about soap right now. Uh, I, like, in
1: retrospect, realizing that the reason Jessie was weird and demanding and laughing is because she knew what was going on. Because yep. her sister was a Trigam. And so she's pledging, but she knows everything already mm-hmm. and is helping. So she's
0: like, I want my own room. Yep. I want better soap. Where are the sandwiches? Yep. And then, like, and Andrea's like, we're not talking about that. And then finally she's like, um, she's like, we're going to talk about the guns and blah, 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 and, like, whatever, whatever. And then Jesse's like, okay, but can we talk about the soap after? And then everybody laughs. Yeah. And Abby's like, okay, well, I guess she's, like, pretty good at, like, breaking tension. Yeah. (laughs) So, and then we get at the end that moment between her and Nina Mm -hmm. where she says, like, the reason, like, that I'm so shut off and are, I'm always laughing and whatever, is because I don't, I can't really feel my emotions and yeah, I, I wish I could.
1: Yeah, I can't express my emotions. There were all sorts of like little touches that made them real people. Mm-hmm. Like Nina being so concerned that like everybody views her as a child because her body is childlike mm-hmm. and she kind of acts childish. Because of that, mm-hmm. and she wants to grow up, and that's why she's pledging. Jesse's kind of a fun weirdo mm-hmm. who like uses humor to deflect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abby's cray. Mm-hmm. Abby needs help and is cray. Yeah, poor, poor Abby. Layla's like popular and cool, but like has a temper that she like, knows is kind of yeah. shitty. Yeah,
0: and also like realized that she was acting kind of in blind selfishness. Yeah, where she was just like because when she. Like, when we first get the reveal that, like, okay, something happened when,
1: yeah, I've Abby kind of found that page, yeah, um, this is where Gordon comes in, and Nina accuses him of killing Andrea. <laughs> and, um, and it seems like Abby is just wanting to protect him by giving him an alibi. But then it slowly becomes clear that, like, she might actually think that she was with him. So it's like, um, Abby felt her face turning red. For a second, she wished the lights hadn't come back on. I admit it, she said, staring into Gordon's eyes. He snuck into my room last night. He followed me from the campus. He wanted to see me, to be with me. Isn't that right, Gordon? Gordon's face twisted in confusion. Abby, you shouldn't. It's okay, Abby said, feeling the heat that reddened her face course through her entire body. Gordon and I were together last night, she said, unblinking, staring hard into Gordon's eyes. Look back at me, Gordon. Look back at me with the same feeling I'm sending out to you, Abby thought. But Gordon looked down at the wet carpet. He didn't want anyone to see him leave this afternoon because because he didn't want to hurt my reputation. She turned away from Gordon and looked at the other girls defiantly, proudly, a triumphant smile on her dark lips. No, Abby. Gordon raised his hand, gesturing for her to stop. It's the truth, Abby said, her heart pounding, pounding with gladness, with real happiness. He was with me the whole time. He didn't kill Andrea. He didn't even. It's not the truth, Gordon shouted, water spraying off the shoulders of his denim jacket. He looked across the room at Layla and shrugged. Abby, please, I guess you're just trying to help me, but you might as well tell the truth. I am, Abby insisted. What was the matter with him? Didn't he know the truth? So it's like she starts out knowing she's trying to help him. And then by the end, she's like, why is he pretending he wasn't with me? It's really interesting. Yeah. And then that's when it's like, he's like, no, I was with Layla. And then everyone looked at Layla, who nodded in agreement. No, 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 Abby insisted, grabbing Gordon's shoulder and pushing him back. Don't you know it's all broken? Everything's broken. Mm, This is the moment. Surprised by her push, Gordon stumbled backwards. He regained his balance by putting a hand up onto the wall. What? He asked. What did you say? "I, I don't remember, Abby said. She really didn't remember. Suddenly, she felt very upset. Everything had been so nice, so right. Everything had been so clear to her. So why couldn't she remember what she had just said? Layla stared hard at Abby, reading the confusion on her face. Poor confused Abby, Layla thought. Poor Abby. She really believes what she's saying. Suddenly Layla found herself trembling all over. Tears welled in her eyes. Poor Abby. Poor confused Abby. And then in that instant, Layla realized that she still cared about her old friend. A great deal. Abby was not a threat to her, she realized. Abby was in trouble.
0: Yeah, that. You know what? At a glance, this it, this seems like a crazy equals dangerous thing. But that right there, where she's like, she's not a threat. Like, she's yeah. in trouble and she needs help. Yeah. Because she didn't kill Andrea. She didn't kill Mrs. whatever. Well, Driftwood. in there,
1: she's, she's like, she's not a threat to mine and Gordon's relationship, mm-hmm. though. Oh. But... At the same time, like, they do have a lot of compassion mm-hmm. about what she's going through. So it's not like, you crazy bitch, let's get her. Mm-hmm. It's not like, it's not like the new girl, which was also a Stein book, where it's like, yeah, she's crazy, push her out a window, who cares?
0: Yep. 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 Yeah. Which is also a sister thing. That's mm, interesting. That was is interesting. Was new girl later? Yeah.
1: Well, he got worse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you got worse. Um, oh, that's a shame. Also, oh my God, I love this trope in movies and books and TV shows when a person puts on red lipstick and just keeps that was fucking amazing. going.
1: And I didn't really like that is a thing that gets talked about, but I can't actually think of an instant where an instance where I saw that reference. But like that is mm-hmm. a joke. Mm-hmm. So what
0: what did it first appear in? I have no idea. Was it this? I have no I idea. It. I doubt it. But like, yeah, just like putting on lipstick and then just keep going yeah, and going I'm see if and I going. Can find it. And it's interesting because in the beginning of the book, when she's having her conversation with Gabriella, she's also putting on red lipstick, but she does it with short, efficient strokes. And then mm. when she's like, she's like, whew, whew. yeah, ding, 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 ding. and then this, it's like, woof woof. I found it! Yay! It's fun. Um...
1: So all of a sudden, like Abby's starting to freak out, and suddenly Gabriella appears in the mirror. And she's like, What are you doing here? <laughs> like, I'm here to help. Um, so Gabriella laughed again, a quiet, dry laugh. I've come for a very different reason. What? What are you talking about? Tell me, Abby demanded. Abby spun around, but Gabriella had left the room. Broken, Abby thought. Broken, broken, broken. She turned back to the mirror and picked up the lipstick. Broken, broken, broken. Looking intently into the mirror, she began applying the lipstick to her lips, lightly at first, and then pressing harder and harder. Her hand moved around in quick circles, smearing the soft lipstick over her lips, on her chin, under her nose, round and around, round and around. She smeared the lipstick in wider and wider circles, covering her lower face, and then her cheeks. She stared into the mirror, admiring her work, round and around, bigger and bigger circles, until her mouth, her chin, her cheeks were all red, blood red.
0: Yeah, it was cool. Cool. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, in the next
1: scene, she's like, why the fuck did I do that? I had to wash all that lipstick also, off.
0: Also, I, I wanted to be like, oh, honey, I, have you tried washing red lipstick Your face is probably pink. Like, don't call it a blush. Yeah. It is from your uh, lipstick she had campaign. to be, like scrubbing she had to like get some walnut scrub and just and exfoliate just, that like, off. take a layer of <laughs> yeah, skin off just take it off yeah that was cool i liked that a lot yeah yeah this book was pretty cool yeah i thought it was good what is it there i i remember this image and it's from something that i either watched or read when i was a kid where someone put a needle through the middle of the lipstick and so when a person used it it like oh my god. cut their lip oh, open oh god what is that for? I mean obviously it scarred me because like know, I think about that horrible once a week
1: <laughs> I'm like oh, oh, that lipstick that's horrible <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know and I don't like it
0: yeah it was horrible I think it's a m- movie I think it has to be like a visual thing because I remember seeing yeah. it although just hearing it it's <laughs>
1: horrifying <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what Mm. Passes the Bechdel test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, here's the after, like, Layla starts going off on Nina for hanging out with Abby. <laughs> um, I just had coffee with her. I didn't. Nina hated herself for sounding so apologetic. She had every right to have coffee with anyone she wanted to. Struggling to control her anger, she squeezed the worn arms of the chair until her knuckles turned white. Layla, you can't be angry because I had a cup of coffee with Abby. What's really bugging you? And then Layla's like, I'm getting a new roommate. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And she got her a gift. Binoculars. I got you a gift. Binoculars, you little spy. Because Nina happened to see her and Gordon having sex in the backseat of a car and Layla's like, you watched us for twenty minutes, and Nina's like, what the fuck? She's are like, you talking what are you talking about? What, what are you talking that about? That is an insane what statement. Are ta- what That's can you crazy. Possibly be talking about?
0: You're crazy. Um, and even here, uh, the conversation which we kind of touched on um, between Nina and Jesse. Um, What's wrong with me? I can't stop crying. Nina pulled a bunch of tissues from the box Jesse held out to her. You're lucky, Jesse said, tossing the box onto the bed beside Nina. You can let out your emotions. What good is that? Nina asked. The tears beginning to fall down her swollen red cheeks again. Everyone just thinks I'm a baby. Jessie started to contradict her, but Nina shook her head and gestured for her not to say anything. The whole reason, the whole reason I wanted to join to be a trigam, Nina said from behind her wad of tissues, was to be sophisticated, you know, mature. And all I've done is cry like an infant. She tossed the wet tissues angrily down on the bed. I can't help it. I'm so upset. Jessie walked over to the crushed velvet armchair beside the closet and picked up her big book bag. She searched through it, pawing intently—forgot <laughs> about this part—until she saw what she was looking for. She grinned as she pulled out a Three Musketeers bar. Aw. Big enough to share with a friend, Jessie said, tearing off the wrapper and tossing it on the floor. Want half? And then they just keep talking about the blood on the floor. And—oh, um, uh, oh, and then they get into the fight about—Nina's uh, like, why are you so calm? You seem really calm. Did yeah. you did you kill and Jesse Andrea? can't
1: tell her that like oh I'm calm cuz I know this isn't real. Yeah. So I like how she's like sh- she sees that Nina is like cannot stop crying. Yeah. But she can't tell her. So she's just like hey, hey buck up.
0: Oh, and, hey, it's yeah. going to be okay. And she's like you don't need to hold more of the blame than anybody else. Like Yeah. She's like why are you shouldering
1: all of the responsibility for this weekend? Yeah. It's a good conversation. It
0: is. It is. Like I actually liked I, I really liked their their dynamic. Because there's also when they're sitting out on the porch too. And they see fucking Gordon like squat running across yes. the like, dunes. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting some glute work in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I liked this book. Yeah. It's good stuff.
1: I mean, honestly, because because it's what it is, it is so perfectly Centered in the genre of what we cover, that I I couldn't possibly criticize it, criticize it for not being like a better book.
0: Yeah, I mean we're not so like I really wished for like you know just a
1: character.
0: Yeah, uh, I think
1: can we get more on Jesse's backstory? I would like more. Yeah, to, oh, Andrea barely gets a chance to shine. Da, 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 this and that, yeah. but like for one of these books, this is like a really solid. This is a solid,
0: solid example. YA pulp yeah. fiction book. It's good. And it's scary. And you know what? There were like
1: so many small. It kind was of sad. It was sad. I mean, not kind of sad. It's sad. It's, it's legit sad. It's
0: touching. It's humanizing. Yeah. Um, and there were like so many small details, like he keep ki- like that you're like, oh, I know exactly because because pulp fiction YA pulp rests so much on like archetypes, mm-hmm. like there's so many little details that you're like, I know that person. I know what that person is like when Andrea is talking and he's like she's tall like when she's presenting to the room RL says like she's tall and she can see over the podium but she keeps like going up on her toes every once in a while when she's talking and I can picture is a really good touch beyond
1: just being like sorority archetype
0: right it's like a person like this is like I can imagine that person I can see her ankles as she's going up I can see, like, the flat shoes she's probably wearing when they go, because she does it again in the living room. Uh She's,
1: like, immediately a real person just because of that detail.
0: Yeah. He did a really good job showing just, like, oh, and when, and this was such a cool detail, too, that he captured when Nina and Abby are getting coffee. And um, she, and Abby, like, accidentally makes a comment that, like, oh, your hands are so small. Mm-hmm. and she, like, immediately is like, ah, oh, fuck, like, I know that she's sensitive about having small hands. Yeah. And um and Nina, Nina keeps spilling coffee. Yeah, she keeps spilling coffee. And then Nina says, hands don't grow. It's a scientific fact. And yeah. she's like, she always used to say that when she was 10. Like, she hasn't changed at all. Mm-hmm. And that is such a, like, n- when we know later that, like, Nina has been wanting to prove that she's changed, that she's grown. And, like, that i felt so much for nina like looking back on that conversation with abby where it's yeah. like fuck that's hard that like yeah. no matter what to to people you will always be the person you were yeah that sucks yeah
1: yeah people my family still gets on my case for being like slow for i like i move and i eat mm. slowly i get ready very slowly i shower slowly mm. <laughs> and i it doesn't even if i i've sped up Mm -hmm. a lot, but it's just like part of my fucking lore. You and my sister. That's just what it is. Yeah. I will never be able to break out of that fully. There's too much
0: history of me being like that. Yeah. I was actually just talking to my sister about this because I was frustrated. And then I realized that even to her there's still like traces of that, of like, well, you're still going to be who you always were to even my sister, who like is around me a lot. Um, But I was, like, telling her how I was frustrated that, like, my parents will, like, they'll just say, like, little throwaway things that they think don't affect you. But, like, they'll, like, it it just shows, like, oh, you think that I'm 16. Always. I will always be 16 to you. Yeah. Like, they'll just be like, oh, well, you know, you don't really care for authority. And I was just like, (laughs) okay. I'm an adult. Yeah, I'm like. I am authority. Yeah, I was like, you know what? Good for me then. Good for me that I don't, like, bow down to the fucking man. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn can the man. Can I tell you yes. how awkward my parents are? My parents are the most awkward people in the world. My sister told me this story, and I was like, what? Why? <laughs> okay. So um, uh, a cousin of mine uh, passed away recently, and her brother came into town to visit um, because his flight was coming out of LAX. So they went to... <laughs> Ronald Reagan Museum and my sister got roped into going and she was like, it Mm -hmm. was the most boring. She was like, we were there for four hours. I was like, I'm so sorry. But anyway, everyone wanted, they were like, we should be there for him just to help him, you know, not think about this horrible thing. Um, And as they were saying goodbye, I don't know (laughs) why my mom said this. Okay, so he goes, hey, thanks for, you know, spending so much time with me here. It like really helped. Um, I hope you weren't too bored. And my mom goes, well, you know, just give us more notice next time, like a month's notice. Oh my God, what? And my sister was like, What? What?
1: But like, what? what? His sister died. Does you oh. want more notice about his sister dying?
0: So, should he have been like, Yo, yeah, you know what? I think my sister's going to die in like a month. Let me, let me, I'm going <laughs> to oh, come what? down. You know. I'll let you know. Yeah. <gasps> like, Jesus. What? What a comment. Oh my God. And my dad was just like, All right. Uh, yeah, okay, bye. And my sister was just like, I was like, thank God God I wasn't there. I would have flipped out. Oh, my God. That's how awkward they are. That's a terrible thing to say. I know. I know. Give us more notice next time. Maybe like a month. Oh,
1: (laughs) man. It's like, I was like, even if you mean (gasps) that, all you have to do to make that a correctly phrased statement is, yeah, you should come back. We can plan a trip, yeah, and then we can like do more, make uh, some plans to do some stuff together. Sure, It'll be fun. I mean,
0: the be- like my response uh-huh. would have been like, "Oh, of course, no." I mean, I'm just absolutely happy to spend the time bored. with you. Yeah. I- I'm absolutely not. Whatever you need, yeah, of course. My mom says something like that. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm so embarrassed.
1: It's like we were bored and. Next time, just prepare us. Your sister dies. (laughs) Just let us know. Just give us a heads up. Just like a text. Like, what can we, what can you
0: expect from us? (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) Oh, yikes. (laughs) Uh, Me and my sister were just like cackling, like covering our (laughs) eyes uh, a couple days ago, talking about that. I was just like, why would they say that?
1: This is like just tangentially related, but at my. I may have shared this on the podcast before, but at my dad's funeral, one of his friends, I was talking to him and he was like, "Telling me what was up with him. And then he tells me that he had prostate surgery. Why? And he's like, don't worry, though. The little guy will be back up ready for action soon. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you have got to be fucking kidding me. Like, you are talking about your Where dick are at my dad's what? funeral. I don't want to know if it's going to be up for <laughs> having sex soon. What are you doing, you insane, horrible man? <laughs> That's horrifying. <laughs> there are so many weird things that happen around death.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, people Monday are awkward and weird. or weird things
1: yeah. or insane things or just people being idiots Mm -hmm. that it's like if if i saw that in a movie i'd be like i don't buy it like come on but it happens but it happens that kind of stuff happens happen Mm -hmm. it's true yeah so something like that where it's (laughs) give us more notice when your sister dies and my dick will be ready to have sex soon sorry about your dad yeah condolences (laughs)
0: Oh my god. Uh, uh,
1: asshole. Yeah. I never liked him. It's fine. Oh, well then good. You're, yeah. You you you're like it's this solidified not, in your mind. Yet, this was not uh destroying him in my eyes. It was mm. like, "Yep. That's why I didn't like you. <laughs> you're fucking weird." People, <laughs> people are, are, are weird. People are very weird. Weird. Trying to think of other people being Yeah, weird me too. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm and it's mostly like my parents cuz my parents are just like yeah, really weird to people. Oh, this was like, this is just my dad being awkward, because he is. Um, And we we went to, like, a family friend's graduation party, and um, uh, me and Micah had just come back from Disneyland, and we had spent the night down in Anaheim, and then he had gone to college at Chapman. So we, like, went to Orange, and, like, you know, he got to see his campus again. Um, And so on the way back, the um, party was in Long Beach. So we go there, and my dad's there. and. I left Micah alone with my dad. And my so Micah's like telling him about this whole thing. And he's like, yeah, you know, like um, we stopped in Orange. And then my dad was like, oh, uh, you, you, got some, you got some business in Orange. <laughs> and, and Micah was like, no. And my dad was like, ah, great. <laughs> and I know my dad. And I know like right after he said that, he was like, that was weird. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> So, uh, taking care of some business down here at Orange.
1: <laughs> so, uh, you able to, you able to have a couple of business launches down you, here uh, while you're in Orange? You, uh, moving, moving some funds around in Orange? <laughs> talk with your, talk with your broker in Orange while you're down here?
0: It's just, like, it, it is interesting. Like, when you realize that your parents are, like, socially awkward, like, because when you're a kid, you don't realize it. And then when you're, like, 13, you realize it, like, a lot. Cause you're like, "Good Mom, you're so weird. <laughs> and then now I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I never
1: felt that way about either of my parents. My mm. mom is very, like. Is your mom, like, social? My mom was cool, That's cool as a teenager. I was not cool. My mom was hella cool. That sucks when um, your mom's cooler than I you. I know. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, and then my dad was, like, Mr. Connected business guy. So if your dad had said to my dad, "So uh, got some business down in Orange?" He's my a dad yep. would have said, "Yes, I do. <laughs> I have some business down here in Orange. I have uh,
0: business contacts wherever I go. <laughs> I have them everywhere." <laughs> I feel like I'm sometimes awkward, but mostly like I can fake it pretty well. And mm-hmm. like but in my head, I'm like, "I hate this," yeah. but I can usually be like sociable and like friendly. Yeah, my sister is very awkward. And I remember one time I was introducing her to someone and the other person was also awkward and they both like kind of went for a handshake. They were standing two feet apart and then they instead settled on a wave. (laughs) I was like, you just waved to like to meet someone? (laughs) She was like, I don't know, hi. (laughs) Baby Denise. At
1: work we were talking about that thing where like you're passing somebody in the hall Mm. and you each go to get out of each other's way and it's Mm -hmm. like a back and forth thing. Um, which is still one of the worst it's social a nightmare interactions nightmare. to have. Um in ter- like in terms of benign social interactions, that's one of the worst. I'll lean into it and like like yeah. take a like yeah. crouch pose and go, uh ah, ah, mm-hmm. ah, which way? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I think and then that a guy like I work helps. with said that now he just like so if it's that thing where you're like coming around a door mm. or a hallway And there's somebody there and you both like almost run into each Mm -hmm. other instead of going, I'm sorry, excuse me. He goes, surprise. (laughs) That's very cute. Uh, That's good.
0: Um, I think that's better. Or like you could go, boo. (laughs) (laughs) I had an older gentleman that worked on my floor when I was an attorney and he just (laughs) loved talking to me. Uh. Yeah, he was one of those people that would come and, like, talk to me, and I would literally just be holding the phone up to my ear. Nothing's happening. I would just pretend I was on the phone, and he would just keep talking, and I'd just be like, uh. (laughs) But he would, like, anytime that would happen, he'd be like, oh, we're salsa dancing. We're salsa dancing. (laughs) No. Yeah, and I would just be like, okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, By the way, there
1: was silence because I had just taken a drink of water and I couldn't laugh. You were about to spit it out. (laughs) I'm going to start doing that. That's funny. That's funny you're coming
0: from like somebody our age and gender. Yes. We're salsa dancing. We're We're salsa dancing. dancing. Well, yeah, no, especially because like knowing his, I think I might have said this on this podcast before, but this was like one of the most mortifying moments of my life, which was when he wanted me to look at his. Like nephew's or his niece's DUI? <laughs> oh no! Did I tell you this yet? It sounds familiar. And so he printed out all the papers, and no, I was flipping I through the know. papers, and one of the papers was um, a lady with her legs spread, spreading her vagina open with her fingers. Fuck no! <laughs>
1: Fuck no! You have <laughs> definitely no.
0: not told that. And story. I was like, "Whoa! What? What? Yeah." I was like, "I don't what what." Also, his wife was his secretary. What? So he must have just pre- clicked like print all tabs or something and that came out. Is it possible that he did it on purpose? I don't think so. And was harassing you? No, because I was harassed by people and he was not. I don't he wasn't okay. one of them.
1: Oh my god. I think because he was very embarrassed. He was oh, very
0: new. Well, I was like, oh, uh. And he was like, oh, I don't think you wanted to see that. And <laughs> like took it away. And I was like, I, You're <laughs> correct. And then I was like, I uh And and then just, like, put the papers on this, like, little ledge by my desk, and then he just took them and left. It was horrible.
1: It was really horrible. When I was working customer service on the phones at my last job, Mm -hmm. like, when I first, first started there seven years ago, um, people would call in, like, oh, I can't remember my password. And ours was, like, an older computer system, so it wasn't just, like… A link you could click yeah. to reset it. Like they would have to call in. Oh, and there would be a security question that I would ask <gasps> them and then an answer. Um, and this guy called in. Nice guy. He's like, Oh, I can't remember my password. And I looked down and under. <laughs> the question you chose just.
0: Oh no, what is it? Was,
1: What's your favorite food?
0: <laughs> what was it? Pussy? The
1: answer was pussy. Ew!
0: So I sat there with it, and I was
1: like, "Uh, okay. Well, um, okay. So your uh, so your uh, security question is, what's your favorite food? Does that ring a bell?" And he was like, "Um, pizza. Did I put pizza?" And Close. I was like, "Um, not. No. Um, so it's it's like uh, you put like a sexual thing to do with a woman," and he went.
0: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's so he embarrassing. mortified. That's so embarrassing. And I could have obviously been like, it's not in here. What's your yeah. email? I'll verify it that way, and I'll reset your password. But I was like, mm-mm. Going to talk with this guy. Because <laughs> he didn't think anybody was going to see that. No. He thought it would be a thing he entered mm-hmm. into the computer. And also, he did not remember putting that. Oh, my God. It was... Amazing. That's very good. (laughs) Pussy. And I hate that word. You do. You said it. I had to say it just now. Otherwise, the story would be nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. P-U-S-S-Y. It was insane. (laughs) (laughs) Insane. Uh, Actually, this might be a good but weird segue into the fact that you and I wanted to mention that we felt sort of bad about our hand job in the oh, yeah. massage parlor conversation yeah. from last week. Yeah, I uh I felt bad because I don't want like I am a prude. Mm. And I was being very judgmental. Mm. And I feel bad about that. Mm-hmm. Like I mean when you get down to it, I don't know your life. Yeah. You got a hand job in a massage parlor? Okay. Yeah. And also, like, I don't want to shame sex workers. Yeah. That was my main thing. I had such a
0: visceral reaction to mm. that. And that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I was, like, thinking about that on my run today. I was like, man. Because I I don't have a problem with sex work. I, like, I... Know that it is a tricky subject because a lot of times a lot of sex workers are not necessarily in a position of power over their own job or person, which actually was part of my problem with saying yes. That was
1: my to the issue with is is the massage like, parlor that woman. You don't know what her situation is. You don't know if she's kind of being forced to work mm-hmm. there or if like this is her only option, and it's not like she gets. Any real
0: benefit from you saying yes to that? Yeah. Because. Okay. If she gets to pocket all of the extra money, then I would be fine. I was talking to
1: Mike and he says, or he said, like, I don't think they charge you extra. They just do it so that you'll keep coming back to them. What? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So that,
0: that was like further a reason to me to say no to it. I don't like anything that like. You have to do something that you may not be comfortable with in order to serve, like, the man. Yeah. So, like, if.
1: And then, like, even if you are okay with it, like, the dude doesn't know. Right. I just feel like, I don't know. Transparency. And I mean, honestly, I d- it's so, it's like, I don't want to have a problem with mm-hmm. sex workers. But I was, like, I grew up having a problem. Mm-hmm. Although, at the same time, not. But it was like, oh, I thought, like, prostitution was, like, kind of funny. But mm-hmm. then when it was, like, made real, I thought it was gross. Mm. But I always thought it was gross in on the guy's part,
0: not mm. the woman's
1: part. Yeah, so it's like, I've never judged the prostitute, but I have judged the person going to see them. It's mm-hmm. so, like, I don't know where I fall mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of, like, having a leg to stand on when that's the case?
0: For me, it's in a, in a perfect world, right? Everybody is in charge of their own, like they have their own bodily autonomy. Everybody's mm-hmm. in charge of their own person. Um, and so, yeah, like in a perfect world for me, it is a person that is either working in a like humane environment where they have like rights, maybe they're part of some kind of sex workers union, something like that, And their boss is fair and cares about them, um, then I don't have a problem with that. Or if it's a person working for themselves and is like, I know exactly what I'm doing, Um, you know, you're providing me with your, like, sexual history or not history, um, uh, you know, uh, screenings. Mm -hmm. And, like, everyone is safe and knows what they're getting into, then great. Yeah. If it's your choice, great. That's my, yeah. And then
1: don't judge that. Yeah. But unfortunately and it's I don't not judge it
0: if it's not. If it's not your choice. Well, yeah. I don't judge you if it's not your choice. Exactly. I worry for you. Yeah. But then that's where I become paternalistic. And that's kind of like the thing you have to wrestle with.
1: Yeah. It's like uh it's like when you're if you're trying to be like an open minded, liberal, progressive human being, like, like these are the questions you don't necessarily have answered for yourself. Right. So yeah, you and I both like brought this up
0: it was very, before we started yeah. recording.
1: It was like I kind of felt weird. Oh, I kind of felt weird, too. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's mention it on the podcast and Mm -hmm. sort of apologize to any of our sex worker listeners.
0: Yeah, I do apologize for coming off like, I don't like that I used the word hooker. I was thinking about that. Oh, you did? I said hooker and then I immediately said sex worker. I don't even remember that. It was when I was saying that um, when a guy is trying to talk his way out of having like picked up a sex worker. Oh, yeah. The pretty woman scenario, um, yeah. But like, yeah, and and so it is like it is a confusing thing because like a lot of times we're like worried, like, okay, well, this guy is um, maybe taking advantage of this person, but w- then we're taking away that person's personhood. Like they are making choices too. So then it's like how you know how much uh, like buying power does their choice have? And then we have to think about yeah. like those different things. And it is a very difficult thing to. To try and like math out, yeah, so basic takeaway is that like
1: Kelly and I know that there's a gray area, mm-hmm. and we don't know where we fall in that, but we know that it's not our place
0: yeah, uh too long didn't listen, you do you yeah, you do you and sorry and sorry <laughs> um what else we have about this book?
1: So hard to talk about a book that we like. I know. If it was like straight, because it's straightforward
0: thriller stuff. Yeah, it is. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up um, for this book overall. Yeah. I liked it, man. Highly recommend. I recommend this book highly. Uh, both versions of this paperback uh, are beautiful. Beautiful Very covers. Cool. So yeah.
1: Next week we will be reading the
0: Goosebumps book, The Abominable Snowman. Of Pasadena. Uh, that'll be fun. Yeah. I don't remember if I've read that one. I probably did, but I don't remember. Cool. Yeah. Demand was too high for goose.
1: You guys can stop it
0: was too You're foaming,
1: and rabid mouths. You fucking monster. You monsters. You why, abominable snowmen of Pasadena. Why would you do that? Uh, yeah, it was just too high. Like, we were trying to be... Cute. <laughs> cute? We were trying to be cute about it. <laughs> we were trying to keep a very specific podcast concept in place. But I think to the podcast detriment, yeah. So because there's a whole world out, be a there. little looser with mm-hmm. what we consider a teen creeps book. Mm-hmm. We're talking goosebumps. We're talking a little more Sweet Valley High. Yeah, because who doesn't want to read more of that? Yeah. So look out for it. Um, read that book. It's what like twelve pages.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'll blink and it's done. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it. Make my life real easy. Yeah. And maybe yours, too, if you're reading along. Yeah. So and thanks. maybe you lazy motherfuckers oh, will actually read along. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Just kidding. God damn it. We love you. God bless all of you. Thanks thanks each and for every pushing one. pushing
1: us on this. We will be doing it now. So as you guys might know, if you follow our social accounts, last Thursday, July 13th, was the one-year anniversary of the Team Creeps podcast. Um, and we would love to hear from you uh, what your favorite episodes are have been and why uh, send us an email teencreepspod at gmail.com and we'll talk about that in next week next week's episode yeah oh, good heavens Lindsay yeah. next week's episode uh, when we talk about goosebumps
0: yeah uh, happy happy uh, first year birthday happy first year birthday to you uh, uh,
1: oh no no sorry. I quit keep it creepy Thanks for listening to Teen Creeps. Our artwork is by James Mulholland. Our
0: theme music is by Mike Carlson. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Teen Creeps Pod. You can direct all inquiries to teencreepspod at gmail.com. And please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts.
1: If you're reading along with the podcast, you can now find our book schedule at teencreepspod.com. Thanks for listening and keep it creepy.